destino para ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 36 for Sunday, January 19th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt trying to recover from a cold. And I'm John Younger trying not to get one. <laughs> and we're the creative team behind identifying Nelson buscando a Roberto. Uh-huh. So, John, we are talking about some more movies this week. Yes, we're talking about um, some two movies. Well, one one movie really about, about uh, Chile and life under Augusto Pinochet. Yeah, um, but we we watched a couple movies. Uh, we watched one called A Promise to the Dead, by uh, which is about the life of Ariel Dorfman, who is now a Duke professor, who survived the uh, coup in Chile. He was working in the Chilean government for Salvador Allende who uh, was a democratically elected president and also a Marxist, um, and he was toppled by one of his generals who killed him, Augusto Pinochet. Um, and this person survived the aftermath. Um, and then we're also talking about, we also watched a movie called The Judge and the General, which is about the uh, basically a judge who pursued, who was given the, the trial of Augusto Pinochet, the uh, dictator of Chile from the early 70s to 1990, who was responsible for thousands of deaths and disappearances of political prisoners. So, so it, it was kind of interesting because it, it bookended um, the, the reign of Pinochet. In other words, we didn't really watch anything about his rule. It was sort of how he came to power and then his exit to power. And I guess the the question uh, that may come to mind to everyone at home is, why are we talking about Chile? Sure. And the reason we're talking about it is because I'm uh, drilling in on part of one of the acts where we set up a lot of, of, of the film, where we set up a lot of the context of the story of the disappeared children in El Salvador. And uh, I've feel like it's very important to put it in this broader context of political repression in Latin America during the Cold War. Um, there were in Argentina 20 to 30,000 disappearances um, in the late 70s and early 80s in a, in a dirty war there. Uh, with, and in Chile there were a couple thousand. In Guatemala there were 40,000 in a civil war that, that they've, they have ongoing for like 40 years. Um, 40,000 disappearances, 200,000 dead. Um, and El Salvador, there were seven to 8,000 disappearances, one to 2,000 of which were children. So we're putting it in this greater context. Um, and this, I found these because I really needed some help connecting to it and for the writing. Yeah, so we're, I think today we're going to focus uh, mainly on a promise to the dead just because. Um, uh, we we both connected with that one a little bit more, but they're both excellent um, films, and we're putting the links to where you can watch these online. Um, unfortunately, they're not on Netflix or anything like that, and it's uh, I think one of them was on Amazon, and yeah. the other you can buy through the service called Distrify. Yeah, uh, or, you can I think you can rent it as well, and it's a co- yeah. So like you can bucks. rent or buy either of these on um, the websites, and we'll put a link. As I said, very easily. Yeah. 
Uh, so, John, why don't why don't we jump right in and talk about uh, the film A Promise to the Dead? Uh, it, what's the um, why don't you give us a little bit of the background of what this film is about? Sure. <clears throat> it's basically about Ariel Dorfman, who was um, who was a survivor of, of this military coup, which happened on September 11th, uh, strangely enough, 1973. You know, there's controversy over U.S. involvement in overthrowing a democratically elected government. And um, literally, the army bombed, like, the the government buildings, the aerial bombardment, and um, gave an ultimatum to the president and said, if you don't get out of office now, just, just get out of office. And, and he wanted to negotiate terms of surrender, and the terms were, no, get out. We're going to kill you. And they did. And, and then they rounded up most of his administration, and they literally rounded up thousands of people and put them in the Chilean soccer stadium and killed a lot of them. Um, killed a lot of political prisoners, and then after that, um, Augusto Pinochet had one of his generals go up and down the coast of Chile, pulling people out of polit political prisoners out of prison and executing them. Um, and some of them were just literally drugged and or thrown into the ocean with with railroad ties put on them. Um, I mean, the worst kind of political repression. That's some of the context. And Ariel Dorfman was a member of the government. He wasn't called in to work the day of the coup. He survived. And and uh, he later asked some someone who was in charge of calling people in to come. Why wasn't I called? And the person said to him, we needed somebody to tell about our story because we knew we were all going to die. So I, I I don't want to give away too much of the film because it is sure it is I, I think it was important to give that little nugget though yeah but well that that sort of really sets the scene for why he's doing this and why he's involved with it and um, you know so I, I I guess we'll start you know what was the most impactful part of it for you and I know you're coming at it from more of a history perspective and trying to understand um, the the uh, what, what's the word? The uh, you're trying to understand disappearances, the phenomenon of disappearances in this broader context. So, how did this film help you understand that? Um, I think to hear it. I mean, it really helped me. I mean, right after I watched these two films, right, I went and find like what the. The conclusion of our documentary has, you know, been sort of on hold for a little while, and we we knew basically what was in it. And but literally, like a day after, I I basically laid out the whole thing, like in one day. And I had not been able to do that for a long time, you know. And I think it's finally just there. I mean, we need to put some visuals in and stuff. But so clearly, it just sort of emotionally impacted me, and and put put things in perspective to hear this survivor story and, and why he felt like his story was so necessary to tell. Um, and I felt like that was a little bit or a lot in line with what, what we're, we're trying to do with your film, right? Um, and it also just, I think it just, it's strange to say, but I, I watching it just makes it real, you know? Sometimes it it doesn't feel real from our existence here, you know? Um, 
uh, I don't know what's the best way to say it, but when when you you well, you well watch to see some it, of the historical footage and yeah. and well to see it from another you perspective, the, you see maybe. a soccer stadium full of political prisoners that got assassinated, and you mm-hmm. you see these older men reuniting. This is about one of you know it's sort of focused around a trip of his back to Chile. And you see these men reuniting and, and showing pictures of the people who died that they were friends with and and uh, the circumstances and and it just brings it home is, is maybe the best way to put it. Hmm. And it provides another perspective. I mean, we've been uh, sort of you you know you you get so involved with your own film, your own writing, your own uh, project that this you're seeing it through someone else's eyes and how he experienced it. And he was there and he lived through it, you know? So it was just, mm-hmm. it was very fascinating to see uh, from that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. How about you, Nelson? I, I know that um, I, as soon as I saw it, I said, Nelson, you know, there were so many sort of touchstones that I knew you would, um, would really ring a bell to you. What, what did you react most strongly to? Um yeah, I, I think there were a couple things, and and I feel like some of it may be harder to talk about than others. But you know, right off the bat, you you told me that um, I would probably identify with the main character, and I, I strangely I did. And I think um, again, not to well, it's hard to talk about this without giving too much of the the film away. But he says this in the very beginning, where he's sort of this citizen of two different worlds where he speaks English and Spanish and he has these two different identities and he feels torn between the worlds and that he's sort of home wherever his, you know, he, he makes a home wherever he is, but it's always 80% because there's something missing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just hearing that. Yeah. I, I identified very strongly with it, especially because my, my family is spread out all over the world and there's really no place I can go visit there where they're all going to be there. You know, there's always someone sort of missing. And that's something we talked about in the earlier episodes, how that's that's one of the things that I struggle with. Another way that I was impacted by this film is that he, he has this, you know, he's a writer, and he has this very sort of poetic way of expressing himself, you know, throughout the film. And um, it was it was interesting after I finished watching the film, like that night, just like these, the, I I guess it's poetry just sort of came pouring out of me, um, kind of inspired by him, um, just the way that he talks and he presents himself. And I even, you know, you shared with me a cut of that scene five that you redone and I could see the influence, you know, it's very hard to explain, but I could see the influence of, of that film in our scene five. It's very mm-hmm. subtle, and I don't think, you know, it. it for all intents and purposes, it's it's the same as the previous cut. You know, ninety percent of it is the same. A lot of the material is the same; it's just put in different order. Right, but that you know, it, it creates this subtle shift that highly represents some of the themes that Arian Dorfman talked about. So mm-hmm. I thought that was was fascinating, just the way he. You know, he could talk about things, and it, 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 I think, spurred ideas in both of us in different ways. I, th- um, I think, you, you know, what's similar is you're both honoring, by, by telling the truth, right, you're both honoring 
I mean, you're honoring your mother, right? Mm -hmm. And he's honoring his compatriots that died. And uh, I think that that's that's your that's your uh, I titled the act, you know, the same as the name of the wall. You know, it's a monument to the truth and to uh, memory. And that's that's what you're doing. You're by telling the truth. That's what you're doing. And I think yeah. that's what he was doing too. So the the other way that this impacted me, which I think is a little harder to to talk about for me, is you know he he got into um, the idea of disappearances and and what it does to the families and how it sort of and and this was in scene five as well it, that when the reason that disappearances are so much harder than say just a murder just killing someone mm -hmm. is because you have there, there's nothing like nothing of them left you, you have, there's no closure it just it continues on for um forever you know mm -hmm. and like that kind of goes back to to what we talked about last week where you you never get over it. It never goes away. And I think part of that has to do with this, you know, these disappearances that these parents, that people are uh, taken from you and you don't know what happened to them. And it's just this void. It also made me think of when I went to LA last and we met with the Salvadoran communities and there was this one woman who was still looking for her one daughter, I believe. She had found one. She had been reunited with one, and one was missing. And, you know, she's telling her story and just how real it is for for those families still. It sort of reminds me of when we interviewed Suyapa Serrano. And, yeah. Um, and literally, I mean, I, I don't understand the language that well, so, I, you know, I have to, but I, I understood her, you know. And it felt like she's talking about an event from 1982, I think. Um, I may be off by a year either way, but it's, it's 30 years ago. And it sounds like it's yesterday. Yeah. I mean it, you know. You know, the other reaction that I got out of that room in, in L.A. was like sort of shock. In those times when a loved one was disappeared, they were gone, right, forever. And you never came back. Mm -hmm. So to come face to face with someone that, that has returned to them, that was very powerful for me to experience. I mean, it's a tactic to disappear children. And it's really, it gets to, like, I don't know that you can do a more horrible thing. I mean, there were some pretty horrible things done. Um, but it, the sort of metaphorically, it's like the worst thing you could do to a family, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like the unthinkable. It's doing yeah. the unthinkable. You know, as you're saying that, I wonder if there's, a, you know, a disconnect um, for for us here in America just between how um, jarring that that must be to to literally have your kid taken out of your arms and never see them again. They had on. a great scene with some women who did this dance, right? Yeah, and uh, and they typically, I guess, there's a Chilean dance for couples. And then there's this dance that these older women would do if they were missing their husband. Yeah. Um, and they had one woman do this dance, and it was a, a tribute to the, the missing husband. And, you know, she was probably 70, and um, it, obviously it never goes away. 
No, I think it's it's an act. What you're doing, what Ariel Dorfman does in this movie, what these people you're bearing witness to what happened, and it's uh, and we're we're sharing it. You know, that's that's the point of the film. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I almost feel like that's a a good place to to wrap it up. But I but I feel like I have one more question for you, and that's okay. How does this how does this relate back to to what we talked about last week? I mean, you know, we we've kind of hinted at these themes of being a monument of truth, and you know that we're here to be a living memory or something like that. You know, and and last week we were sort of looking for those words or that phrase to describe it. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's even a, a we're talking about all the end of the film, but. Uh, hmm. um, you know, you, you point to the panel where, you know, there's there were seventy to 80,000 people that died in the war, and this, this wall is a lot like the Vietnam Memorial. I mean, it looks a lot like it. and uh, But it's, it's like less than half the names. I, I'm not quite sure how that worked historically. I just don't have the background, but it's, it's 30,000 names. And it probably goes for, you know, more, what, a football field yeah. of names? And... Uh, and there's one panel, a quarter, no, about a third of a panel, right? That's some of the people we meet through the film, and it basically it's reencuentros, the reunited. Um, so there's 30,000 names, and here's like, literally, it's like 250 names out of 30,000 that are alive and um, in the flesh, you know? <laughs> and it was all these children that have been for the most part, reunited by Pro Buscheta. The language we're looking for has something to do with what we're doing in the film. You're, give, you're bearing witness to what happened, and, and literally that's just a condition of your life, right? Um, I mean, Ariel Dorfman describes it like his life is a promise to the dead. It's, it's his purpose. Why was, why was he allowed to live? And literally the answer to him was, was this higher calling. And... and I'm not saying you guys are obligated or you know that's that's not for me but I am I think I am saying and and you guys felt it at times and I, I heard you talk about it um, so I picked up on it like that's your existence like that's who who you are is is it's part of your identity that this happened and and living that identity feels this way you know and and yeah, it's know, like I don't, I don't know how to put it in a sentence yet. Well, you're sort <laughs> maybe, of maybe I think maybe you already have, you know, yeah. um, and it's just it's just pulling it out. Well, it's uh, yeah, it, it is part of our identity, and you know, we weren't. Um, yeah, how am I trying to put this? That you know, get... You said in the in the Pro B press conference, you said this is something we live every day, right? Yeah. And and several people were, you know, amening that. Yeah. <laughs> or or, the or that we are, you know, uh, keep coming back to living proof or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that our just the fact that we're sort of walking around talking is evidence that this happened, right? That yeah. That um all these bad things and that happened in the war and that people are still looking for their families and this is still going on. And we embody that 
in, in some way. And therefore, unless we are going to deny that part of our identity, then we sort of have to share our stories. You know, even if you're denying it, it's it's affecting you. I mean, right? Right. right. Yes. I mean, yes. That's it, a great it's part of who you are. Yeah. It's like you, and and I think some people who struggle with it deny that part of their their heritage, and and, um, and they're entitled to you know. But it's it, to, I mean, it's, it's going to affect anyone. Period. Right. You know. And it's not an easy thing by any means to take on, but it's it's just you know you're you're not. Um, I guess I've found that I have to embrace that part and at least talk about it and share it, and which is why we're doing um, the film and these podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. Well, I think that's a that's a good place to end it today. And thanks for Ariel Dorfman for and the I think it was a Canadian company that made that film. Thank you. We really enjoyed it and. We're going to reach out to you soon. <laughs> yeah. I hope they get him on here because I, I think, yeah. you know, it'd be interesting for me to ask him some questions about uh, uh, what what his life was like during that. You know, maybe he can speak to what my birth parents went through. What their hopes and dreams might have been like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.